Welcome to That's Why Podcast with Anna and Patricia, the show where we arouse your curiosity while we dull your senses. Hi guys, we are here again to do our episode about letting go. If you notice, we're in the same spot as our last episode because that one was our getting to know us. And we decided we'll just continue the recording. Why not? So we're here right now. Yeah, (laughs) getting to know us (laughs) and letting go. And letting go, yes. Yes. Letting go is something that's been easy for me my whole life because growing up Buddhist, we've always been taught that attachments are things that we don't need in our lives. Even at funerals, even as a kid, Mm -hmm. I was told not to cry at funerals. When my grandmother passed away, we related it to when a person's soul goes on, it's like a river that is preventing their soul from moving on because you're crying. Wow. Yeah, and and the the more you cry, the bigger the river is, Mm -hmm. and they can't pass. And that's why when I'm at a funeral, I will cry, but I'll try to compose myself because we know that, I mean, I guess we don't know where the soul goes, but we have that idea in Buddhism. Mm -hmm. And attachments for me... People, sorry about the background noise, but Um, but it's raw today, raw. (laughs) That's why as a kid, when something happened with my friends or family, I'd be like, cool, do your thing, go, do whatever. And if That is so poignant. Yeah, and people would be mad. Like, if my friends are like, you know what, I feel this way. I'm like, I'm glad you feel that way. Like, well, why do you feel? And I'm like, I feel no different. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. But, you know, yeah. I've talked about this before where other episodes I seemed like I don't care. Mm -hmm. But I think I do care if it means something to you. Right. But if it's going to affect me in a negative way, it is easy for me to just let go. Mm-hmm. And I have ended friendships because people right. separate and it. I don't shed a tear. I'm just like, okay, you do your thing. Go on. You're so fortunate you. to have grown up with that philosophy because I think coming in the Latin community and growing up in New York. Yeah. And again, I, I'm Dominican background, but in general... Um, Latinos, if you let something go, it's almost as if you're saying that it was okay. And that's not, we know 2021, that's not true. But the more you hold that grudge, the less you feel like that's, I'm sending a message that that was not okay for this person to do that. And this is how I'm doing it. Yet, I feel like you, like we discussed earlier, that Nelson Mandela says that you holding a grudge is like you drinking poison and expecting the other person to suffer. Mm-hmm. You're the one that's suffering mm-hmm. um, because you're not able to move past. And those things make you sick. It does. Yeah, it makes absolutely. you sick. I texted my friend Annie to see if I could reference our situation and she said it was okay. okay. And we were friends from... I, I was in like ninth grade. I met her in summer school and she was this cute Asian girl with, you know, a perm mm-hmm. and she was on crutches and we were in class together and this big huh. Polynesian guy was teasing her so bad and he was just like, and you know, like the, the crutches, how it's kind of yellow, uh-huh. well, it stained her underarm oh, and wow. he was just like, what'd you do? Pee on your shirt? Oh, <laughs> you know, I can't stand that. And I'm like, listen. You just want to. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. And there is a fine line between stupidity and bravery. Yes. And I yeah, walk yeah. that line pretty often. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I was just like, don't say that about her. You're like, don't you see she's got crutches on? And that's why it's changing her underarm. Da, 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 you know? 
And ever since then, we were like this. You came to we, her rescue. You defended her. I did. And then what the cool thing is, after school, my dad picked us up and took her home. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, my friend lives in this neighborhood. And she's like, oh, I live in this neighborhood. And he's like, oh, my friend lives right here. And she's like, I live here. So my dad and her dad were friends. Oh, wow. I know. And so we were, we, you know, have been friends ever since then. And we were just like this glued. One day she called me and she was so mad. And she was like, did you tell, you know, my you know, her boyfriend at the time, did you tell my boyfriend that I cheated on him? And I was like, no. Why would I care about that? Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't even, I don't care about that stuff. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that he logged onto her profile and found out that she cheated on him. And he was just like, well, Anna told me, Anna told me that you cheated. Oh, and I'm just man. like, what? why? And just to let the audience know, I don't care about cheating. It doesn't, if someone cheats on another person, I don't think of them differently. They're still my friend and I still honor and I love and respect them. And some people might be like, well, that's like, you don't have any morals right, or whatever. Right. But what, why does it have to do with me? Right, For, exactly. It, it yes, yeah. that's true. So anyway, I said, Annie, I did not say anything. And she was like, well, you're not defending it. You're not telling me over and over again that you didn't say it. And I said, I only need to tell you one time right. I didn't say it and you need to believe me. And we ended that friendship because I left it feeling like she didn't believe me and trust me Mm -hmm. and she needed right right she needed you to grovel almost yes and i i can't do that so it was like a divorce i was so sad for years and people would be like where's annie and i'm like we're not friends and they'd ask her where's anna and she but we're not friends and it really was a divorce and it was the hardest thing Mm -hmm. in my life it was harder than my ex-boyfriend and my breakup wow you know wow and now we're friends again and and everything like that and i'll i'll try to bring it up to her like i want to talk about the past but she's just like no i don't want to talk about the past it's back there (laughs) i don't want to (laughs) in comparison to how it was right Mm -hmm. and if you had a battery that's full to 100 percent where is that battery? I would say 70% okay. because I would love if we could get back really there. could get back to that 100%, like hang out with each other all the time. Right. I would love that, but it takes time and I'm, I'm willing to be patient about that. But what I'm saying about the letting go was, for example, she was my best friend. We were like that. And I was just like, you don't believe me? Fine. If that's the type of friendship that you want someone to beg for forgiveness for something Mm -hmm. that they didn't do, that's not who I am. And so, bye. And so, yes, at that point, it was easy for me to let go, but I... But you still... Did you still hurt? Absolutely. Okay. See, that's really interesting because I feel like there is a misconception Mm -hmm. that because you let go of something, it shouldn't hurt you. And that's true. That's not true. Yeah. You could let go of something and it still be painful. Yes. But you're choosing, I guess, your dignity. Yes. Your self-respect. Because at the time you're like, you're basically now calling me a liar Mm -hmm. and you should know me better. Right. Mm -hmm. And so therefore I'm going to choose to walk away if we can't have a relationship of trust. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So, okay. So it did still hurt. Yeah, It did still hurt. Mm -hmm. And then, I mean, what about you? What do you think about the friendships that you've had in the past or, I had a similar situation mm-hmm. a long time ago with, well, not a long time ago. I want to say it was like maybe six or seven years ago with my best friend. We had a breakup. It was like a divorce when people found 
out that we broke up. I never even thought that that, that was possible to break up with a friend. It's it was like a, we're breaking it's up. Heartbreaking. And yeah. we but we grew and that battery example we're back to a hundred. Mm-hmm. But it did it take it took years, and uh, and recently I did do something that was completely out of character. It changed my world completely from who I thought I knew I was. And it rocked my world. And unfortunately, this person that I hurt doesn't want my apology. And that's hard because with my girlfriend and I, when we had that little spat, I, we were able to apologize to each other and maybe even figure out where did we go wrong? Where did, what did we do wrong? But this person doesn't want to know. And that's when I'm really discovering what, how do I move forward without Ooh. being able to say that I'm sorry? You know what I'm saying? Yes. Um, now, did you, you had a poem that you wanted to share. Yes. And I want to hear um, about that. Okay, so Annie Jacobs. This is another Annie, by the way. Okay. <laughs> so my friend Annie. Mm-hmm. And Annie's a Jacobs. poet. <laughs> yes, different. <laughs> Annie Jacobs is a therapist, licensed therapist. And I asked her, um, I said, hey, on my next podcast, we are talking about letting go. I was wondering if you could give me an inspiring quote that could reflect something along the lines of letting go doesn't mean giving up. And this is a poem that she gives her patience mm. and i think you would love it so, okay and i haven't heard it guys so yes this is the first you're hearing it live right here okay let's see <laughs> don't is cry please cry oh don't, my gosh I, I need a tissue okay. okay to let go does not mean to stop caring it means i can't do it for someone else to let go is not to cut myself off it's the realization i can't control another to let go is not to enable but to allow learning from a natural consequence To let go is to admit powerlessness, which means the outcome is not in my hands. To let go is not to try to change or blame another, it's to make the most of myself. To let go is not to care for, but to care about. To let go is not to fix, but to be supportive. To let go is not to judge, but to allow another to be a human being. To let go is not to be in the middle arranging the outcomes, but to allow others to affect their own destinies. Mm. To let go is not to be protective, it's to permit another to face reality. To let go is not to deny, but to accept. To let go, it is not to nag, scold, or argue, but instead to search out my own shortcomings and correct them. To let go is not to adjust everything to my desires, but to take each day as it comes and cherish myself in it. To let go is not to criticize and regulate anybody, but to try to become what I dream I can be. To let go is not to regret the past, but to grow and live for the future. To let go is to fear less and love more. Wow. That's beautiful. Isn't that I nice? like about acceptance and moving on from who you were. Yes. And, and knowing that, you know, I, I was listening to a video at one point and it said, how do you know you want to stay with someone who's hurt you? And you ask yourself the question, is this person a good person doing a bad thing? Or is it a bad person doing a bad thing? And when you figure out 
that it was a good person doing a bad thing, then it's easier for you to understand. I'm going to let that go. But now that I, I and I'm going to let that go, I feel like you do that for in part for the other person. But then, and I'm sorry, I, I didn't know this was going to get all emotional over here. Um, <laughs> it's okay. But then you also have to say, despite accepting that this person is a good person doing a bad thing, do I want still this person in my life? And that's the hard part. Mm. You have to accept those consequences, you know? Yeah. Um, thank you for sharing that. That was beautiful. You're welcome. Yeah. I'm glad that it helped you. I'm sorry that you're crying. No. <laughs> you know what? And, and you know what's interesting? Another thing about letting go. First of all, you talked about growing a Buddhist. And I think that that's so poignant because I think that religion hasn't really taught us to deal with death, with us to deal with death. We don't know what comes after this life. People want to act like they know, but we can only suspect and we want to believe. Mm -hmm. But when you don't accept, right, like your poem said, accept whether, let's say, it's a death and moving on, I think it becomes very difficult for us to learn how to let go. Ooh, exactly. See what I'm saying? Totally. So being able to see the facts and being able to see the reality helps. Now, I think that in addition to that and not teaching us how to handle death. Mm -hmm. I think that's part of letting go. Mm -hmm. um, we have to learn something that I learned recently after this uh, situation that I had recently about doing something that I was so out of character for myself. I learned something about myself and what type of attachment style I am. I think that there is so much that stems out of this foundation about our, our attachment styles. So there's four attachment styles. Three of them are dysfunctional. And the fourth one is, is what we want to achieve. Oh, okay. So there's dismissant, anxious, which is what I am. And there's fearful. And then there's secure. We want to all reach the secure attachment style. Are they levels or are they separate They're separate. Categories? They're three separate categories. Okay, so you're not going from level one and then moving to level two. Exactly, okay, exactly. Okay. And some might trickle into others. Like you may be dismissant and maybe may slightly anxious for whatever reason, mm -hmm. but you're always dominant in one. Mm -hmm. And mine mm -hmm. is anxious, anxious uh, style. And it says dismissant, avoidant. And they all have avoidant after them pretty much. But the secure one is the one we want to reach. And I think that that's something that everybody has to do their own homework about finding out what these are. Mm -hmm. But me knowing what anxious is, it basically goes back. You know, when you don't heal the little kid inside you, that little kid still stays there waiting to be healed. And that's why we and manifest. Heard. Healed and heard. And we manifest he, oh, so much of that behavior. Mm -hmm. I was but just, you know I was just gonna say, you know, no. kids are supposed to sit there, don't uh, don't talk. Adults are talking. Yes. Kids, be quiet. Yeah, and, and your opinion doesn't yes. matter. Okay, and you don't matter. If your mm -hmm. opinion doesn't matter, you feel like you don't matter. So basically, my mother, the way I was loved by my mother, is what has caused me to be this anxious because my mother, on the getting to know you showed, and I was joking, and we do all have our little. The one child that we kind of favor or that we <laughs> gravitate towards. We all love our... Listen, all you parents, don't be writing us and being like, how dare you? Look, if you're going to be real with yourself, if you have more than one child, there's always one child that you just have a deeper bond. Click. A connection. You love them all the same. And I tell my kids that right now. I said, I love you all the same, but I don't treat you all the same. 
because depending on how this reciprocal relationship works out, that's that. how we're going. Yes. Okay. You can't be the one that treats me with respect. You're always there, and then the other one who's uh, dismissive and yes. non-caring. And I, I, no, it's not going to work like that. Mm-mm. So, point being, though, that depending on how you were loved, that's how you learn. And my mother favored my brother, and I was always fighting. For her for attention? For her love. For her love. For And the minute I saw it being pulled to be given to someone else, I would act out or I would behave differently or I would try to be even more. I was the, you know, the kid that would uh, do the jokes and always trying to get that, that spotlight, if you will, redirected mm-hmm. because I wanted my mom to love me mm-hmm. and she didn't. Mm-hmm. So a lot of that comes from... You know, that anxious. anxious. And so it makes you act out because I haven't healed the little girl. And that little girl needs still, a lot of healing. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So it definitely helped. But I heard this man. His name is Jonathan Astley. And I, I heard this acronym on his YouTube channel and I loved it. And I was like, and he was like, he was talking about a book called Why Men Like Bitches. But then I thought, I want to be a bitch in my own life. And this is what bitches stands for, okay? A babe in control of her energy oh. and soul. Oh, a babe in total control of her energy and soul. If you want to be a bitch in your own life, <laughs> be a bitch or a babe that is in total control of her energy and her soul. And I think that... So, letting go, you need understanding. We were going to talk about a couple of points. One thing is, so one time I saw an example of this man that was talking about letting go. And he said, you know, I was giving a talk and there was a woman talking the whole time uh, to someone else. And he felt that was so disrespectful and he was so angry. Wait, and like, like he was doing a presentation? Yeah, like a presentation. Oh, and I in see. the audience, there was a woman talking. Okay. And again, he was, and he couldn't, it was almost like he was constantly distracted because they, they were kind of like this. Uh-huh. And he thought they were talking about him. Again, again, immediately, what, you know, what are your insecurities mm-hmm. and whatnot? And he reverted into that. And then come to, ha- uh, come to find out at the end of the presentation, this woman couldn't hear very well and the person was translating and talking to her in her ear. Oh. So all of this anger, this insecurity, are they talking about me? Are they criticizing oh my gosh. me? All of that, he was able to let go because he had more understanding about really what was going on. Yes. So wow. many times we misinterpret, we misconstrue, mm-hmm. we uh, misunderstand. And that leads to this ripple effect of us building a story in our mind or ourselves and our anger builds, our resentment, mm-hmm. our insecurities. And then if you just knew a little bit more information you might be able to let go of Mm -hmm. whatever it is that you conjured up yeah what was happening so i think seeking understanding when you're upset about something is super helpful and we always try to keep create those stories if we don't know the whole story then we're just like oh it's because of this and that and you know, yeah. you always go to the negative yeah. as well. Like well, what he was saying. It's a defense mechanism, yep. right? And I think that it helps protect us, mm-hmm. right? Because we all want to protect our own feelings. But the other thing is, I wonder why it's so... I know that they can hurt us deeper, mm-hmm. but I always had this idea in my mind, like why is it so easy to forgive other people more than your friends and your family? I wonder you if it's because your, your friends and family, you keep them, they are close to you, so they should know better. 
kind of like that like assumption. yes they, they know better why are they doing this why are they me? doing that but if yeah. a person who's an acquaintance they're just like well they don't know that i expected that so i'm gonna let that go right but right. then because i know for example you know my husband peter he was telling me if you do something that affects me so much more yes but if someone else does something i'm like they're not as important. You have more invested, I guess. Yes, yeah, you have so important. much more invested. Mm-hmm. But then, I guess in my mind, the love should be bigger. The forgiveness and the love should match the relationship. Exactly. Do you know what I'm saying? So, so more credence. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense because if they're close to you, right, then it needs to match the intensity. But sometimes the- it's the opposite, right? Yes. If you hurt me slightly as a family or a friend, I'm going to hold it. Yes. Oh, you got to work so much harder to to get over it. So I think that's definitely something to work towards because Mm -hmm. I found I hurt my son. So I said something. My son pissed me off so bad the other day. Uh And (laughs) which one? Basically, no. (laughs) Well, this is important. My youngest. So my youngest, he goes, he he takes my products. What products? And like my hair products. Oh. So I was in the shower. He's he's gorgeous and he knows it, unfortunately. But I was in the shower. Long story short, I was getting ready to work, to go to work. I was I was running a little bit behind. So I was already stressed. So I'm in the shower, obviously, and <laughs> naked. And I'm like, where's my conditioner? And I was like, I know who took it. I know who took it. Oh, my gosh. So I get out of the shower. I walk all the way to the bathroom, to his bathroom. And sure enough, it's there. And I'm like, but I was like, before I ream him a new one, I got to make sure it was him because I do have two other kids that have curly hair and they need conditioner. So anyway, I found out (laughs) that it was my youngest. And I'm like, uh, because I texted him and he's like, yeah. And I was like, you are. And I bugged out. I was like, you are so selfish. (gasps) How many times do I have to tell you? Put things back when you find out. I had to walk out how inconsiderate I was running late. And I just reamed him. Then I was like, you just messed up my day. And I, you know, it's like, bye, I got to go. That is parenting 101. You don't do that. Um, And I was feeling terrible, you know. But I couldn't let it go during the entire day. And I did. I I reached out to him and I said, you know what? I'm really sorry. I I just went crazy on you like that. Mm Uh, but it triggered me and mm-hmm. he's like you know what I'm sorry and I know that maybe my sorry doesn't mean much mm-hmm. but I'm gonna show you with actions and I was like thank you sweetie you know were you like are you gonna buy that $50 conditioner that you I know <laughs> that would be the best apology ever I'm just gonna afford no $50 no, I don't know, I don't no, know how much but I you know what and, and I said you need to buy your own and, and stuff like that but <laughs> being able to let go and own up to what you did and I don't know. I'd like to hear from the audience. Yeah. Do you think sorry means anything? D- does this, an apology go a long way once you've done something uh, to try to redeem it? Does it mean anything? Because he said to me, again, so this situation that I had that I lost it and I uh, hurt someone, uh, this person doesn't want my apology or doesn't want to hear from me, but I've never been able to say I'm sorry. And I am. I am so deeply sorry for what I've done. But since I can't reach out, I'm just leaving it there. But when he said my sorry doesn't mean anything, I was like, no, it means a lot. 
Mm-hmm. I appreciate that you apologized. I think that's the beginning of trying to heal. So I want to hear from you guys. And I, and I want to know. Does it matter? Does it matter? And also, yeah. what do you guys do to apologize? Right. Because everybody copes with things differently. Yes. And sometimes those skills can be taught to other listeners. Yes. So if you share like, well, if I did something bad, this is these are the steps I do. I think that's important for you guys to share. We can all learn from it. You know? I think so, mm-hmm. for sure. And mm-hmm. that's why we do this. Mm-hmm. Because sharing something, I mean, you may hear something that you've thought about a million times and somebody gets a different perspective. So Mm -hmm. I hope you guys picked up something amazing from this. Yeah. Have I ever hurt you in any way? No. Oh, cool. Actually, you make me laugh. Oh, good. And I, this is one of the reasons why I have you as a friend. All my friends have to be funny. That's actually the first on the list. <laughs> if they're not funny, I'll be like, oh. then you're letting them go. Oh, oh like, you're busy. I know for anyone I've ever said I'm busy, they'll be like, oh, I'm busy. so that's why. <laughs> I see how it is. But you know, if you said you're busy, I wouldn't yeah, be like, what are yeah, you doing? Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, like, okay, yeah. cool. Okay, that's okay. No <laughs> doubt. Do your thing. <laughs> All right. So do we want to? Oh, yeah. Okay. So um, we want you guys to let us know about how you cope. Yes. How you say sorry. And, and does it maybe, mean anything? Yeah. Does it mean anything? And how do you accept an apology? Yes. So thank you for watching this episode. And if you want to be a part of our show, email us a voice memo to that's why show at gmail.com. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, Podbean, Google, and now on the YouTube. Yeah, y'all. We're joining all you guys, you YouTubers out yes. there. Because now the pandemic is over, we can be together face to face. And yes. we could have done a recording of the Zoom meetings, but that's not fun. Yeah, it's not you the know? same thing. It's not the same yeah. thing. And it's an excuse did for you us. Hear, did you see how we got overclamped and we had a moment? <laughs> We're over it now. What is overclamped mean? Overclamped? That's oh, from verklempt? SNL? Yeah. I never, I don't watch SNL. Oh, dang. When, when I was young, I wasn't an SNL fan. I was a Mad TV fan. Oh, I did a little I bit know. of both. You did okay, both? Okay, well, being verklempt okay. is like, you know, just being kind of all emotional and oh, taking it back. And just it. And they'd say, term. talk amongst yourselves. I'm a little verklempt <laughs> over here. But, all right, so we're going to read our, do you want to read it? Nope, you go Okay, ahead. so this is our quote for today. If you want to become full, let yourself be empty. If you want to be reborn, let yourself die. If you want to be given everything, give everything up. And with that, peace, love, and dark chocolate. Thanks for watching, guys. Bye-bye. See ya.